Hey again, everybody. This is Nick Weber with the Knowledge Transfer Team, back for another uh, episode for Agronomy on the Go. And uh, this week we're talking uh, with uh, Eddie Beasley, a technical agronomist in Georgia. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about cotton, the crop itself, what's going on so far this season, and uh, some of Eddie's observations and things he's excited about. about. So welcome aboard, Eddie. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Good deal. Uh, excited to talk about this. So first and foremost, just give us a little bit of background on yourself. Uh, how long you've been with Bayer, what you're focused on, some of your things you're working on now, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've been with Bayer for approximately two and a half years um, down here in Georgia and covering Florida, too. Um, some of my past experiences, I worked with uh, University of Georgia in academia for about six years and also was a plant pathologist on uh, FMC station here locally. So um, a lot of my experiences is, you know, related to plant pathology. Um, really enjoy that field of study. Um, and currently, I'm finishing my PhD where I'm working with cotton diseases at the University of Georgia. So, wow! So you got uh, kind of two full-time gigs going. On, it sounds like. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about. Um, you know, we're ending ended up running out july here um what are some of your observations thus far this season for certainly cotton we want to focus on but anything uh other crops that are in your neck of the world that you can maybe share with the rest of the audience yes yeah, so here uh here in georgia specifically you know we've we've had a rough start with cotton we had some cool weather early on uh, a lot of uh, tremendous rainfall that kept the crop you know kind of down um but you know, recently the crops picked up. Uh, farmers were able to get back in the field and actually throw some nitrogen and side dress and um, um, get in and manage the crop. So, as of right now, um, believe it or not, it, it looks really good. Um, fruit retention looks excellent, um, and I think we've set ourselves up for a, a, a very good high-yielding cotton crop this year. That's great to hear. What, so, a little bit for the audience who doesn't know much about cotton, um, you mentioned fruit retention. Kind of explain the stage maybe where cotton is right now and how much further you have to go in the season. Yeah, so it's pretty variable across the state. You know, southwest Georgia typically plants a little earlier, so we're probably at the fifth, sixth week of bloom um, in that area. Um, you know, over toward the east side of the state, we're probably, you know, two or three weeks behind that. So as of right now, the cotton, you know, the oldest cotton is starting to produce some moles. Um, and um, most of the cotton over in the east state is just in uh, full bloom at this point. Gotcha. And any other crops to, to hit on quickly? A lot of peanuts, obviously, down there. And we have, uh, you know, our, our crop protection touches on peanuts a little bit. I know that's not maybe a specialty, but just to, if you've heard anything down there. Yeah, so I think the peanut crop's doing fairly well. Um, you know, I, I, we mainly deal with corn on my side of the business. So corn crop actually looks uh, really good. Um, we're getting ready to actually start harvesting some plots. So we should know a little bit more about uh, yield um, here shortly. But disease pressure has been really light, you know, one of the main diseases we deal with in corn is southern corn rust, and um, this year it's been extremely light, so we haven't had to, you know, intensely manage corn. So it looks like we're going to have a pretty decent year in that area too. Oh, knock on wood. That's keep keep good thoughts coming your way to the south for sure. Exactly. Um, yeah, coming back to cotton a little bit, then. So what are some of the things you're hearing from growers? What are what are the things they're excited about? You mentioned it's setting up to be a good uh, season again. Knock on wood. Um, what are some of the, the comments you're hearing from uh, one our FSRs that you work with, but also growers in the region? Yeah, so I think one of the most exciting things that's uh, come through our pipeline is Thrive On. So Thrive On's been uh, a very uh, a popular topic this year for sure since the, the commercial launch. 
And basically what I'm hearing from growers is, you know, the thrips control looks phenomenal. Um, you know, in our area, we, we use a lot of aldicar, which is an amatocide that um, controls nematodes because we have a lot of nematode issues, but it also is very effective on thrips. So it's a pretty expensive uh, application. And with Thrivon, we're, we're able to eliminate that uh, inferro application um, and get good results from thrips control. Um, we do have some plant bug uh, pockets in the state of Georgia. And it seems like the technology is doing really well in that arena. But even outside of insect pressure, uh, the fruit retention and uh, and thrive on seems to be a lot better than uh, non thrive on cotton. What are some of the uh, the varieties? Uh, maybe if you got two or three favorites that are for your region, what are some ones that kind of stand out? Yeah, so you know, just conclusively, varieties Bulgar three and thrive on. You know, Bulgar three varieties that have historically been really well in this area has been twenty one, twenty seven. Uh, 2038 probably are higher yielding varieties, um, but we have a lot of uh, growers starting to shift towards shorter season uh, cotton, which 2012 has been really popular in 2115 as well. Um, with the Thrive On launch, 2211 has has definitely gained some ground and some acreage um, in our area and produced really good yields. Um, 2328, which is is really new, um, is a is a Thrive On variety that. Uh, Growers seem to really like this year, um, and we're really excited about 2333, which is a Bulgar three variety. Um, didn't have a lot of uh, seed of that one this year to really get on the farm, but we've put it in multiple academic testing and and some of our market development plots. And the growers that uh, were able to uh, observe that variety last year really enjoyed it, and it was one of the best in their in their farm. So. Wow, very cool, very cool. Good, good stuff coming uh, already in the field and coming too as well. That's good to hear. Yep. So I'd be remiss if uh, if we're talking to a, a cotton disease expert if we don't talk about diseases in cotton, I suppose, <laughs> on this. So uh, anything of note uh, in, in the region and maybe even beyond? I know where cotton cotton belt is is rather wide, but uh, anything you're hearing that that uh, gives you guys pause for concern or or maybe those tips and tricks you're you're helping growers manage uh, cotton diseases. Yeah, so, you know, in, in Georgia, we're kind of a haven for diseases. Um, there's there's a plethora of diseases that affect cotton, but, you know, we focus on just a few of those diseases in our area. But, you know, I'd say probably the biggest issue that we face in Georgia on a broad scale is, uh, is nematodes. So, you know, our, our portfolio is very prolific in having some nematode resistance, whether it's root knot only or root knot and reniform resistance. So we do utilize those varieties in those situations. Um, but, you know, plant diseases, especially in cotton, you know, it starts from day one. So um, that management tactic. So, you know, looking at other diseases that affect cotton, you know, early on would be, you know, seedling disease. You know, and that usually encompasses some, some cooler temperatures, which we face this year. Um, you know, this is something that we have to deal with. But, you know, as far from a, a management standpoint and, and looking at yield that we can actually control, um, we do use resistant varieties, like I said, for root knot and reniform nematodes. Um, we have bacterial blight resistant uh, cotton varieties that we use in certain locations that have a history of that disease. But the main two that we focus on from a management standpoint would be target spot and uh, another foliar disease, aerolite mildew. And we are starting to see a, a, little, that, a little of that pop up in uh, some of our older crop. And how do growers go about managing that? So it's a fairly new disease in this area, you know, thinking um, historically, um, you know, target spot and aerial mildew specifically. Um, so we didn't really start facing the issue of having target spot problems or aerial mildew problems till 
you know, probably 10 years ago. And so it's been a learning curve um, for a lot of growers and a lot of plant pathologists in the area. But basically what we've uh, come to an agreement on as far as managing these two diseases is basically, you know, a fungicide, one or two applications typically control target spot. Um, it typically comes in a little bit earlier than airlet mildew, um, but we try to get at least one application on cotton um, before the canopy closes, because basically the way that disease works is that it infects leaves on the bottom of the canopy and moves up the canopy. So it's very important to protect those leaves in the lower canopy, um, you know, keep the plant healthy, um, eliminate a lot of premature bowl opening, because when that happens, uh, we have other issues such as bowl rot. Um, that can cause more problems. Um, Airlet mildew, another disease, like I mentioned, it's a little bit later in the season, but it can cause extreme defoliation. Um, and we've seen, you know, applications as late as the sixth or seventh week of bloom actually increase yield by two to 250 pounds. So, wow. um, and usually that's one application as well, but it really all depends on the environment and how much disease pressure that we have on how many applications that we make. So as we're wrapping up the season, Eddie, um, you know, kind of what's looking ahead uh, as you head into the month of August, what are some of those things that uh, growers in your neck of the woods have to be, you know, mindful of or watch out for? Yeah, so like I said, Georgia's a, an area that we've, we really have a, a lot of issues with plant diseases. And I think one of the main problems that we deal with in Georgia is bull rot. And bull rot's strictly related to environment. And really the only way that we can manage that disease is through, uh, you know, management practices such as, you know, PGR applications, not, uh, for, you know, ap applying a, a ton of fertility such as nitrogen, making that plant go vegetative. And uh, that's basically all we can do. So, you know, from here on out, managing that crop, we want to make sure the crop's healthy, but we don't want to overdo it on the fertility. And we definitely want to keep the plant in check with uh, plant growth regulators. Um, so that's basically our management practices from here on out. You know, in absence of insect management, you know, we basically have to manage for sink bugs and plant bugs and some of the other insects. Sure. And in spite of bull rot, you know, even those insects can, uh, you know, increase that uh, incidence of bull rot as well. Right. And then if you're looking at a, you know, crystal ball with the harvest timing from a, from a cotton perspective, you mentioned corn is, is fairly close or getting closer in the, in the next month or so. Um, what about cotton? What's that window look like for you guys in terms of, uh, in terms of picking cotton? Yeah, so it'll be variable. I mean, typically some of the first earliest planted cotton may be harvested at the end of September, but majority of our crop will be harvested in October. Uh, okay, on so you guys got time. Yeah. Yeah. There's still a long way to go, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Long way to go. Yeah, good deal. Well, Eddie, thanks for the time today. Appreciate uh, you uh, sharing your insights about the cotton crop for uh, Georgia and in, in the Southeast and um, looking forward to helping, helping you guys have a great season ahead and uh, finish out strong. Yeah, appreciate uh, the invite. And it, was, it was good to talk to you. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Take care.